Welcome back. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. This time, covering Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. That's right. yeah. You might remember from a year or two ago when we covered Temple of Doom. Is that a Patreon episode? Was Temple of... It had to be. I think it was. It had to be. We wouldn't just randomly jump in with Temple of Doom. Yeah. Right? Right, right. There's no time for love, Dr. Jones. Uh, So now we're finally continuing that franchise because another patron has requested that we just... No, nay, mandated. Demanded. That we discuss Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's one of the perks of being a patron of this show. At a certain tier, you can force us to watch a movie that you love or think it would be funny that we discuss... And we have to do it. It's mm-hmm. a whole thing. It's yeah. a whole thing, baby. Yep. That's true. Sometimes we don't like it, but we do it anyway because we love you guys mm-hmm. and you paid us. We we review the video and you give us the antidote, Dr. Jones. That's right. That's a template doom reference, but hey, we're here for it. But hey, this time I really enjoyed it because I am a yeah. fan of The Last Crusade. I, I, I kind of spilled the beans on our lost episode. Go, go over it again. Well, tell us about how you feel about the Indiana Jones franchise. I don't know Jones how I franchise. feel for sure. I feel a little gaslit, you know? <laughs> every now and then. Gaslit. You know? Every now and then, you, uh, it's probably occurs to you sometimes as well, like something that's generally beloved, a, a property that everybody seems to really dig, mm-hmm. um, and you just don't quite get it, and maybe even pretended through a big portion of your life. Like, yeah, heck yeah, I'm excited. Um, That's Harry Potter. I do really enjoy. Sure. There you go. I do really enjoy Indiana Jones for the most part, but like, I don't like three of the five movies at all. Mm -hmm. And then I like really like two of them, but I don't like love them. So it's interesting to me that this is such a beloved franchise. I do think last crusade is the best of the five films. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my personal favorite. Uh, and I like Raiders of the lost Ark a lot. And I know in context in its time, Steven Spielberg is very good, especially when partnered with John Williams and, uh, and the, the team that he has there, um, at adventure stories and, uh, especially, and I don't mean this in a demeaning way at all. I think it's just a fact, like, especially like for kids, you know, like if you were 12 yeah in the early 80s like fuck yeah this would rock right Mm -hmm. um but now in my 30s in 2024 watching this there's a lot of flaws especially with some of the dialogue some of the character work even some of the acting a lot of points usually our titular character uh (laughs) (laughs) who i'm also not a huge harrison ford guy yeah i don't think the guy you know when he's up there in conversations all the time with titans of acting I don't see any evidence that he deserves to be from his other than the roles he's been given Mm -hmm. like iconic characters, but like the performances themselves, like you could copy and paste any day player in there. I mean, (laughs) any square jawed man. I think Harrison Ford too, because I'm not a huge Harrison Ford fan myself, but I think to his credit, I think he does play this roguish, charming, uh, like, so there's something down and dirty about the character, but he's lovable. And uh, there, there's a weird tightrope that he walks specifically in the eighties uh, and, and, and late seventies that I think only he can truly do the way he does. Hmm. But like, I don't think the, you know, the older he gets, the more that oafish ruggishness about him kind of translate into just like, I don't give a shit. Why am I here? Sure. Um, but, but, and I, and I, cause I don't know if you like, cause I famously, who was originally supposed to be Indiana Jones and Raiders? It was, um, Tom Selleck, I think was the first choice for Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think he could have done it. I think he could have, but I don't know if it would have been as good. And nowadays I think you could throw 
a Ryan Gosling in there. Oh, fuck no. Effectively? No, I don't think, no. Ryan Gosling would be so annoying. You're high. Oh, forgive me. I'm so sorry. You said Ryan Gosling. You thought Ryan Reynolds? My mind went Ryan Reynolds. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, you're My high. mind connected two different dots that were related. was with Harrison Ford in another Blade Runner movie. It okay, did it great. I, okay, yes. Ryan Gosling, yes. Yes. Reynolds, no. I'm going to blow your mind with some of these people <laughs> that I think could do it. Um, hold on, let me just, Dwayne no. The Rock Johnson. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I was going to say Channing Tatum just to have a hot what take. What the fuck? Yeah, Channing Tatum. Yeah, I think he's got chops. Plus, he could dance mm. at some point in the movie, and it would be amazing. You know who I think could have could be, a mo- like, if you made a modern-day Indiana Jones, who mm-hmm. I think Timothy Oliphant would be good. I like how you picked another actor that's, like, 50. I know, but still. <laughs> a modern day? Timothy Oliphant is a 50-year-old who looks better than me. He right? He's, he's a, a fucking, <laughs> just a real hunk of man. Every I'm, time someone, like, brings up that guy's actual age, I'm like, fuck no. You got halfway no. through that, and I thought you were going to say Chalamet, and it was like, <laughs> interesting. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine how just, upset I, people would be? <laughs> I love archaeology. What about, uh, <laughs> what about we just go the full, like, full Monty and go Shia LaBeouf? It's a new Ooh, Mutt taking over. Mutt Williams. I can't, oh, I was going to make a joke, but that's a spoiler for Dial of Destiny. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Nobody would. Everybody would be so upset. I um, I don't know. I I, I don't, I'm not shitting on Harrison Ford. Like, I love me some Air Force One. You know what I'm saying? Get I, I love me some the fugitive. Uh, I didn't kill my wife. I like. I like Star Wars and Indiana Jones well enough. Ooh, scruffy looking. Um, <laughs> parsecs. Um, <laughs> parsecs. That famous Han Solo delivery. <laughs> parsecs. <laughs> you know. What's your favorite kind of sex? Parsecs. Parsecs. <laughs> it's the ship that made the Kessel run in 12 of them. Mm-hmm. I um, I don't know if I'm making any sense. I, I see what you're saying. I think in his element, he's very special. But it's like when he's hungover and doesn't want to do the scene, <laughs> I'm going to just shoot him. Like, that stuff's funny, right? But overall, um, the character work, I'm just thinking about this movie. The reason I love this movie so much is a thousand percent Sean Connery. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Sean Connery saves this movie for me. Um, I don't have the actor's name, but the guy who plays Marcus is always a highlight in this film for me. Marcus Brody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny. And then, of course, you get John Reese davies And Gimli. As, as Sala, which I think Sala's underused in this film, but it was nice to see him. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the three like good guy characters that kind of tag along with Indiana Jones, I think do a lot of work. Um, but most significantly Sean Connery, uh, Denholm Elliott is who I'm talking about with who plays Mark, Marcus Brody. I think part of this, this movie that's so fascinating to me, um, uh, is that Harrison Ford kind of had a similar reputation, not in Hollywood, but like play the same kinds of characters that Sean Connery did. They're, they're a little bit of general. I mean, they're very similar in age and actually yeah, they're, they're only 12 years apart yeah. in age. Um, but at the same time, like, it, you know, I think Connery's James Bond was like this roguish uh, uh, rake of a man who slept with all these women. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and then Indiana Jones is basically. Well, yeah, Indiana James Jones. Bond's with a whip. Yes. You know, Steven James Spielberg 
Indiana Jones is Steven Spielberg's way of making a James Bond film. Yeah. Yeah. And so having Sean Connery in this film, there's like a meta joke to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, he also slept with the woman, you know, and it's because it's it's silly because that's his dad. But it's because it's Sean Connery who is known for that same kind of thing. Right. It's extra funny. Yeah. Um, like, of course he did. You know, I, I don't know. So that all that stuff work, works really well for me. And I like Raiders too. like the initial. I just think they could have done so much better with it. I don't know. With what specifically? The, the franchise of Indiana Jones, oh, okay. you know, like. Sure. Um, like that's what makes Dial of Destiny and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull so disappointing is because well, like th- with modern think... technology and storytelling and stuff, you could really dive into this. Like the idea of uh, or like just remake a Tomb Raider really well. Do it fucking well for one. Like the, like I like the whole idea of the tomb raiding and mm-hmm. and the whipping and, you know, all that stuff is fun for yeah. me. It's just the swashbuckling. Well, I think like if they had just left this movie. Swash as more a, buckles. Swash more buckles, baby. Uh, if they had left this franchise as a trilogy, like they made uh, Last Crusade in 1989 and didn't make Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or Dial of Destiny, we, you probably would think more highly of the franchise overall, right? Yeah, Because then you would only point to Temple of Doom and be like, I don't like that one. That's that's two for three, right? Yeah. Um, but I, because, you know, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I don't think is good. Um, Dial of Destiny is not good. I agree with you that that's probably the case. But I also want to come clean because I know our audience is going to hate this and they might unsubscribe. I mean, that's how bad oh, it's going gosh. to be. I hope not. I hope they've learned to, to love me and just like really appreciate my honesty. I just don't feel the same attachment to the entire decade as many people seem to, especially people my age and a little bit older, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because like I love Stranger Things, but like I really actually have very little nostalgia for all of the stuff it's referencing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you guys have seen me on the tri- trivia episodes. Like I don't know shit about 80s music. <laughs> I'm just now learning to appreciate it at all. Like because of movies like Sing Street. I'm like, this kind of is a bop. You know <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, good music. Like, am I hungry like the wolf right now? You are. Holy shit. Am I a man eater? <laughs> um, I kind of dig this. Uh, you know, but like E.T., uh, Indiana Jones, even Star Wars. I, I like, I grew up on the prequels. I'm a fucking savage, you know, I'm a Philistine. Uh, none of that stuff matters to me, really. Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, great movies. But like when people my age start to list like, oh, the fucking mm, chef's kiss, cream of the crop franchises that I fucking diehard love. Those never come up. To, they're not even a thought. What are your franchises? I'm, I'm going Lord of the Rings. I'm going Game yeah. of Thrones. Uh, uh. Does Game of Thrones count as a movie franchise, though? I don't know. I'm just saying you said franchise. We're talking about movie franchises. I mean, I guess I'm not even like a big franchise guy. The only one I can think of is Lord of the Rings. Maybe that's it. You know? Maybe we've cracked the code. I don't like Star Trek. (laughs) I like the emphasis you put on Trek. Star Trek? I mentioned two star things. That's why I did that. (laughs) I like J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. People are just throwing rotten vegetables at the, at the phone right now. <laughs> I like that movie. I love I like, Zachary I like, Quinto as Spock. I think that's I great. That. Yeah. There we go. I like JJ. What do Trek. I like? Do I just, am I having a, a crisis right now? Maybe. I really enjoy the seventies, the cinema of the seventies, mm-hmm. not to be a, like a fucking, ugh, fucking film nerd right now, but when, when, when movies got jaded. Yeah. There was a reaction to the Vietnam war, but there was also a reaction to uh, studios of uh the the controlled cinema all all up to that point directors actually got to make weird ass movies and they tried to copy the french and be auteurs and 
Like so we Star got, Wars? It, it, Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. Star Wars is the birth of what went wrong. <laughs> yeah. It started with The Godfather. It was the first movie to open in like 450 theaters. Mm-hmm. They never did that before. They always would open in a few dozen theaters at a time and kind of traipse it across the country and let word of mouth and buzz generate. And mm-hmm. The Godfather, they're like, fuck it, give it to everybody at once. And it exploded. It was the highest selling movie of all time. And they were like, holy shit. And then Jaws. And then Jaws was yep. the full uh, hammer uh, nail in the coffin there because Jaws dominated for uh, a whole summer. And then Star Wars perfected <clears throat> what you could do with that by and, merchandising yes. and, and franchising and stuff. So it was the trifecta punch of Godfather, Jaws, Star Wars. And then every studio thought, fuck it. Let's spend Let's do that. hundreds of millions of dollars so that we can make a billion dollars on every, gi- you know, we'll make giant movies with giant payoffs. And that was their salivating thing. And there was no more taxi drivers, uh, you know, uh, no more blowouts. None that of did, that, that, shit. that did take a little bit of time to actually fully kill those movies. Like in the nineties, you still had movies similar like that. Like, the, oh, and they still like exist the, the today. Mid budget drama. Well, you had the, the, the Sundance, uh, indie Renaissance with, uh, Linklater and Tarantino and Kevin Smith, even mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez, all those guys, those guys came out in the mid nineties, early nineties yeah. and kind of reinvigorated what happened in the seventies again. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, we always go back to. Spielberg. Uh, and and that's kind of, so maybe I have a little bit of a taste in my mouth, a sour taste in my mouth. It's so strange to me because like Lucas, Lucas specifically, but I think like Spielberg and all the guys of that era, um, we've talked about how they were all friends and went to film school and everything together. And I think all of them at that point were like, man, I I hate studios. I want to make what I want to make. I want to make the movies I want to do. And they did. It just inadvertently, they like change what studios wanted to do. And they, in a weird way, they, they've become the thing they hate through, yeah. through, I don't, and I don't even think through any fault of their own specifically. Cause I think deep down when you look at like a Steven Spielberg specifically, that's just a dude who fucking loves movies, loves making he them. And he loves is, doing any, and and there's he a gives lot of so heart many in his people, stuff. Yeah. And he gives so many people uh, chances and he's an advocate for a lot of other filmmakers that are, you know, he's definitely one of those type of people who puts the ladder down behind him yeah. so that other people can come up. Uh, and that's why I respect Spielberg a lot. Um, I don't respect George Lucas as much, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other train of thought. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. No, I think they, they did. They wanted to rail against Hollywood and they inadvertently saved Hollywood. Yeah. Because these movies were extremely successful and then there's a lot. I don't know. You guys probably don't want this kind of stuff from us, <laughs> but what happened, what had happened was it's very complicated. Like you had, um, uh, the end of after Nixon. And then when Reagan came in, everybody's tastes were different. They weren't like fighting the establishment so much. Right. So they didn't want these really subversive, smaller movies. They wanted the big action blockbusters mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, which is why we, you know, and I, I love a lot of those movies, uh, a Terminator, big Terminator fan. Love a Terminator. So I think if you're going to go Terminator, that's a franchise I think mm-hmm. should, uh, die. <laughs> sure. But also I would put it my, as far as what I like, I would put it above all the ones we just discussed, which mm-hmm. might, might be wild. Uh, even fucking Rocky. I would rather watch any of the Rockies than Ghostbusters or uh, Indiana Jones or even Star Wars personally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think those are great. I fucking love the Creed movie. Now there are some franchises. I finally figured it out. Yeah, Steve. yeah you got Rocky, it. We got there. Rocky Terminator, uh, the matrix. Do you really that's way think later. Terminator is a good franchise. The first two. Okay. 
How many more are Indiana there? Jones only has two good movies. That's right, what well, I just said. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to shit on Indiana Jones so much, why, are you gonna, why aren't you shitting on Terminator just as much? Because I think Terminator and Terminator 2 are better. Mm. I mean, I can't fault you. Then even I think Raiders ter- I think and Terminator. I agree with Terminator 2. Yes. I like sure. I like the first Terminator, but I think I think I, I like Raiders. And, and here's a hot take. Dark Fate, not as bad as people think. I liked it. Which one's it was that the one? the most recent one with, okay. the, with the female Terminator. Okay. I liked it. I, I have. I Rise of the Machines and Genesis are doo doo. Genesis destroyed me. <laughs> like inside a piece like of you. Genesis, died. Like Genesis with the one where I'm like, if they make another fucking Terminator movie, yeah. I'm going to figure out how to go back in time and throttle Did James Cameron. Did you watch Cameron. Dark Fate? No, I, uh, that's the most recent one, right? Yeah. No. Because might, Genesis, be Genesis ruined me. Yeah, it might be worth a watch. I think like, it's got some fun stuff in it, at least. Yeah. I think I'm talking in my ass right now. <laughs> Well, let me let me let me change the subject a little bit and tell. I and do love Back to the Future. Back to the Future. You love all. Be honest. You love all those movies. You just like to watch different things. I do love all those. You movies. don't look love, at my letterbox, bitch. I love yeah. all those movies, <laughs> but I'm just. <laughs> I just don't feel like I do as much as everybody else, and yeah. I feel a little weird about it. Like, and that's yeah, that's 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 like, honest. That's true. That's right. Be you, man. Just being me. Be who you are. I love the Indiana Jones. Two movies. Well, actually, I'll be honest with you. I I kind of love Temple of Doom as well. You do in a sick in a sick perverted way. I do love it. I still remember me realizing I, I didn't love it when we reviewed it. It's like I got to the studio and was like, guys, that's really racist. It is. <laughs> you were it's like, so yeah. racist. But oh my gosh, it gave a short round, and for that, it, it has it. Uh, like short round is one of the characters. I'm like, why didn't you ever bring short round back? You brought Sala back. Yeah, they left him out of the whole fucking industry for 30 years. Yeah, like, what the fuck was that about? He was, like, uh, a camera operator and stuff. A stunt, a and stunt coordinator, I think, too. Yeah, 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 until yeah. everything everywhere. Kihi Kwan. Now he's blowing up. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's so talented. He's, he's so good. He's got some cool roles coming up now. Anyway. Uh, but this so this movie, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, from 1989, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas are back at it together. Actually, uh, Steven Spielberg is on the record as saying... Um, <laughs> He went back and made this movie for two reasons and two reasons only. And those reasons are a, he had a three movie obligation with George Lucas. Huge reason. And B, he wanted to atone for uh, all the criticism he got for Temple of Doom. He felt a little bad about how he felt guilty about how that movie turned out. And then he followed it up with Crystal Skull after ending on a high (laughs) note of Last Crusade. I know. Was this well-reviewed Crusade? Crusade was, yeah. People like it as much as we do? I, I think so, yeah. This is actually Steven Spielberg's favorite Indiana Jones movie. Because he's correct yeah. in that assessment. Um, me, personally, I think I like Raiders. So so here's the thing. I think Raiders is a slightly better movie, like the nuts and bolts of it, I think is a better movie. But I think Last Crusade is a more fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie's fun. There's a couple things in it, like, and we'll get to the, when we go into the breakdown, there's a couple things like that makes no fucking sense. Like, I'm so like, there's, there's some things where, and again, it's Indiana Jones, so it's not going to make sense. But this one, there's some things that I'm just like, I can't square. I can't round this, this edge. Like, it's just too much for my brain. But then you have to kind of sit back and like, ah, fuck, it's Indiana Jones. Let it be. Um, I say, nay, we do not have to do that. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Cause imagine with this movie, with this character and I was shit, I was going a little too hard on Harrison Ford. And then you had like some really interesting mystery instead of like the yada, 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 something that's not American, something really old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff that they do. 
They well, do an actual like, oh my God, that's interesting. Or wow, that's shocking. Or, or, or wow, the the blonde German chick's actually a Nazi. What? What, what if it was a surprise, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah. Oh, you mean the guy who's the Imperial officer from Empire Strikes Back is the bad guy? <laughs> yeah. What? Walter Donovan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what do you what do you think about this? So when George Lucas approached Steven Spielberg about the third Indiana Jones movie, his original concept was, okay, here's what we do, mm -hmm. Stevie. We're going to put Indiana Jones and we're going to put him in a haunted mansion. <laughs> that sell you on it? Kind of. <laughs> Are you into it? <laughs> Like they did with uh, uh, Hercule Poirot in uh, Haunting of Venice. That <laughs> went well, actually. Thing? Well, like Steven Spielberg was like, no, I just did Poltergeist. I don't really want to do ghost Incredible shit. movie. I, I want to do something different. And so George Lucas changed the idea to the idea of the Holy Grail. And then Steven Spielberg added on top of that the sub story between a father and son. And I think the father and son story is what really makes this movie work. Yeah. Like the Holy Grail thing is like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones fighting more Nazis. Cool. Always love to see them, a, a Nazi get punched. Sure. Dope. Um, but the father and son journey that Sean Connery Junior. and Harrison Ford have is so enjoyable and it makes the movie what it is. I agree. Yeah. And especially with the daddy issues that we know Stephen had. Um, mm -hmm. He put a lot and he does that. That's where he shines the most, I think. Uh, and from a technical aspect, the movies are always impressive. One thing that bothers me a little bit, too, is that like when Indiana has already seen crazy shit, this is the third movie. Like he's seen the Ark of the Covenant. There's a funny joke about that in this movie that I really enjoyed. Oh, you, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, in the, in that's the, the Ark of the Covenant. Are you sure? Yeah. Pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's because he's seen the actual thing. Right. And like he's seen people like rip hearts out of chest and Matt. He's seen supernatural forces Kalima. at play. And yet at every juncture. It's like, oh, the, we're going to find the Holy Grail. And like, oh, come on, buddy. That is a, a crock of shit. Why are you so he skeptical? That, he does that you, in every movie. You're the only person who's seen actual magic in this movie. And you're the least believing of everything. And that makes and no sense. And this is like an actual, like the thing he saw, the Ark of the Covenant, is related to Christianity. Yeah. And so if, well, the Ark of the Covenant was real. Why can't the Grail be real too? Like This time, I'm pretty sure you're pulling my leg. But maybe that's why they went through such great lengths to make his dad, Dr. Henry Jones Sr., the, like uh, 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 what they call it, a, a grail professor or something like yeah. that's like that's like his like point of study. And maybe it's just like he, him being blinded by like, oh, my dad didn't hug me enough because he was looking at Arthurian legend. Right. I don't want to. I hate this. And I love that they're both like Ph.D. doctor, you know, people. And yet his dad is basically a flat earther. <laughs> What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, hold on. Why is he a flat earther? Because the grail's not real, Steve. Oh. <laughs> I, th I thought for like, like I missed something. Like he spent his entire in life. Indiana. <laughs> you know that the earth is flat. The map I drew was on paper. What is paper? Flat. I drew it on a table. Galileo flat. was a hack. <laughs> <laughs> Morons like you should spend more time reading books than burning them. Copernicus, Cosmernicus. <laughs> I don't remember which one. I remember my Charlemagne. He said, the earth is flat, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. Also, uh, River Phoenix. I forgot about that part. Yeah, River Phoenix. Um, R.I.P. So uh, I, I do like the one thing. Uh, so we learned Indiana Jones' actual name. 
in this movie is Henry Henry, Henry Jones Jr. Jr. And Indiana is from the, the dog. We named the dog Indiana. You're named after a dog. And a he, mine, he said. A mine. <laughs> and, I, and I love I love this little bit because this is a, the dog thing is an Easter egg for two movies. Did you know this? What's, what's the other movie? Okay, so Indiana the dog sure. is named after George Lucas's Alaskan Malamute from the 70s. Mm-hmm. And he loved that dog. He also he, that dog's name was Indiana, I believe, uh, and also that dog is the inspiration for Chewbacca. Oh wow! Because he was such a loyal friend to George Lucas when mm. he wrote Chewbacca, he wrote it with his his, his dog his, in his mind. dog in mind. So this is a very um, inspirational, important dog in our yeah, culture. Yeah, people might not know, you might that George Lucas is the impetus behind Indiana Jones mm-hmm. as well as Star Wars. And he actually was helping his friend Steven out, uh, sort of. I'm sure there was some, I know you can make this movie better than me and you're going to make me a lot more money aspects to it as well. Mm-hmm. But at the time, Steven had had back-to-back hits, but also gone three to six months and 10 to $20 million over budget every single time. And so he had a reputation for... Eventually, he's going to do that and not come through with the biggest movie ever. Yeah. And so. He's he yeah. a risk. He's so, a risky director. Stephen, I need you to really fucking <laughs> hammer it down this time. I need you to bring it down. So that's this was his way of proving himself. We're going to put him in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> so he helped his buddy Stephen out by gave him a movie, giving him a movie to direct uh, so he could prove to studios that he could uh, come in under budget and on time. Um, and that's Indiana Jones is born. And that's right. That's what happened with Indiana Jones. So any hoozle, without further ado, the movie opens up. Boy Scouts, question mark, was my thing. By we- the way. Weebelos. Right. Yeah, Weebelos. Weebelos. John Locke was in there. At what point are we letting children just have a horse and go off with a chaperone into the desert? Is that a real thing? Dude, it was the 30s. There were no rules. Horses, oh, no, this is 1912. There, there was no true. rules. Horses are dangerous is all I'm saying. They are. They're scary creatures. And I don't think you'd let a kid just have one. I know back then, kids half River Phoenix's age were in like coal mines, you know? That's true. <laughs> I'm surprised they had a chaperone. That's true. And matching Usually they're uniforms. Like, they're like, here's a horse, here's a knife, and a bottle of whiskey. Have fun. <laughs> You'll <laughs> see you in a three days, That's maybe. Right. If you don't die of dysentery. Most of you come back, that'll be a win. <laughs> Uh, and the kids stumble on some bandits and like a proto Indiana Jones. Is this a, a, a bit of an origin story for Mr. Indiana here? Yeah. This whole sequence of the flashback, um, young river Phoenix is, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this whole entire sequence. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it. That I don't think it's very fun. There's a lot of weird, like where did all the other scouts go when he runs out? And I don't understand how the cop betrayed him or what happened there. I guess they paid him off, but like how much is that thing worth? Yeah, and, and also like the thing. Twenty we, years later, the vi- villain still has the cross of Coronado, so he didn't sell it or anything. So what? He just wanted it real bad. Yeah, and he carries it with him. I love this he, thing. He goes on dangerous shipping. Sounds like it's actually in pretty good hands. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's that guy doing wrong? Sure, he tried to throw you overboard, but in his defense, you've been robbing him. Yeah, if you were on the boat. <laughs> but but also like uh, it's that thing we kind of complain about with. Um, uh, the the Star Wars solo movie, like they're answering their questions. Sh- they're, nobody had. They're, 
they're answering questions no one cared about, like, oh, your last name is Solo? Uh, yeah. Well, who's your people? That type of shit. And that's what this, they, they take that, instead of doing that over the course of a two hour long movie, they do it in the course of 10 minutes. Like, this is where he gets the scar. This is where he gets his fear of snakes. This is where he gets his whip. This is where he gets his hat. Oh, does he even ha- have a chin scar? I didn't even know that. Uh, Harrison Ford has an actual chin scar. And that's where they did that, uh, hit, the, hit himself with the whip thing. Yeah, I guess Harrison Ford was in a, I think he was in a car wreck when he was in his, 20s or something so he has a scar on his chin and that's i guess why they threw that in there i don't know i might be an idiot and i am i think uh i didn't mind a lot of that stuff i kind of liked the whip thing i thought it was cute a little on the nose mostly i liked the idea that one of the quote-unquote villains was a big inspiration for him mm-hmm. especially because a lot of the movie is about his lack of a relationship with his own father mm-hmm. and so he, he kind of instantly he got approval from that swashbuckling bandit because there is a, a roguishness, a little bit of villainy to the character of Indiana Jones. And that's the most interesting part. Yeah. Especially when you, in a modern day context of, uh, of a guy going, it belongs in a museum, stealing cultural artifacts and putting them in the natural history museum. Yeah. That's a very taboo subject nowadays. In, indeed. And I, I like the fact that like that scene, especially where uh river Phoenix as Indiana finally gets away and he's running down the tracks and the bandit who's just been had smiles. Like, yeah. Oh, the kid's got moxie. You know, I, like I, I really like that, uh, that moment. In the original screenplay, this character who's in the script is just referred to as Fedora. Um, that was supposed to be originally Abner Ravenwood, who is Marion's father, mm. uh, sort of connecting the dots that, you know, because that character was supposed to be a father figure for Indiana Jones. And that's how he met Marion, obviously, from yeah. Raiders. Um Made but Marian. for whatever reason, yeah, for whatever reason, they decided to drop that connection, which I think is interesting. Uh, but yeah, he's basically just like met this really cool dude, this yeah. really cool like uh, uh, robber, and it's like oh, I'm just going to base my entire life moving forward on that guy. <laughs> and I don't, I, I like that character in general, like the idea. Yeah. Nowadays, those are the that would be the protagonist, you know, the guy who's just being paid to steal the artifact. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of stuff we watch nowadays, like an Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. Um, and I really enjoyed that part of the, the movie. And River Phoenix does a really good job. It's a little goofy, a little Spielbergian, a lot of this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that he like whistles for his horse is goofy. Like, yeah, he, he's okay. He's good with that horse. But then like the horse moves when he jumps. Um, the whole circus train thing. Is that a, a callback to Raiders? I think like, it isn't is. Isn't there like a similar like beat yeah. that he does? And it's like the same joke? Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, this, uh, River Phoenix actually was um, handpicked by Harrison Ford to play him, younger him. And I guess uh, River Phoenix said he he didn't base his portrayal on Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones. He's just doing his impersonation of Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he kills it. Like the way it's just a snake. That way he like kind of, he's like shitting on poor Herman. Yeah. <laughs> you little bitch. It's just a snake. Like, and I love that too. Like, <laughs> are we supposed to believe that the snake phobia developed because there was too many snakes later on? There were so many snakes and then it climaxed with a giant snake going <laughs> out of the water. At yeah. Him. And then one in his shirt. So mm-hmm. he's like, never mind. I do hate snakes now. <laughs> Actually, Herman was right. <laughs> snakes Sorry. suck. Uh, I, you know, the whole like the, the gators, then the snakes, then the rhino, and then the lion. That's where he gets the whip. You know, I, I liked it well enough. I really did. The magic box confused me, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Where did that go? I don't get it. Like how? Did, and if it did go underneath, wouldn't he die? Like how did he get out? I don't know. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah. Um, I did, I did laugh when he, he gets to that card and he goes, oh, "Magic." Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's actually, you know what? Maybe that whole train 
scene is an allegory for an Indiana Jones movie. Like he oh, is, the end is he's, <gasps> fi- he's fighting dudes. He's going through some like animal related traps, and, traps yeah. and then magic at the very end. <laughs> I think you're onto something. Maybe I'm not, Maybe. You're, not, you're not wrong. The movie, the movie telegraphed the entire plot of, of the movie right there. And the guy's impressed. Mm-hmm. He's like, wow, he got out of the box. Uh, and then Andy gets home to his dad, Junior. Junior. Won't let him talk. He makes him count to 10 in Greek. In Greek. Which he needed his help desperately. And those precious few seconds were important to explain what's going on. And then the cops end up giving it back to the bandits. Uh, but then the kid's like, the the, the bandit, the fedora says, hey, here's a fedora. This will be crucial to your outfit going forward. You lost today, kid. That doesn't mean you got to like it. Okay. I wasn't going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cut to present day, 1938, off the Portuguese coast. He catches up to the Rose Lapel guy again, who still carries around the cross of Coronado. And he's trying to get it again. There's a tussle, tussle. The fucking ship explodes. <laughs> Dude, the ship exploding is so extra. I love it. Um, I do like uh, the Rose Lapel guy has a really nice line where he goes, "You know, it belongs to the museum. So do you." I don't like. Fuck like, yeah, dude! Like your antiquated kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Throw him overboard. Fuck it. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe me, a guy who has to walk in a cane, also, should be on the 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 deck of the ship that's being tossed around no. in the store. I love but, that he has a cane too, because that's it just marks him as evil. There's nothing more evil than just did, being differently abled. Did, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, in movie speak is what I'm saying. He that's went not to my the, actual the, opinion. The James Bond villain school of yeah <laughs> villainy. And I also think, uh, you know, I'm, and I'm picking it apart now because I maybe was in a bad mood watching this, but it was like, it's not even Spielbergian. It's just kind of an old movie trick, you know, but it, I was just kind of chuckling at it because I just finished watching Casablanca, which I fucking loved. It was my first watch of that. But it was funny to me, like the ship explodes and then you, why do you got to do the, hat? the guy's hat? Like, I love that. We know he was on the fucking boat. Where would he have gone? You know, well, but it's like, he's dead for <laughs> sure. Cause there's his hat. He would. If he wasn't dead, he would have his hat. And uh, there's a hole in it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Something went through that it's hat. It's just like a thing they don't do anymore in movies that Spielberg, well, I think, was like, nice, I bet. Well, no, like, to be fair, the, the the whole point of Indiana Jones is their pop. They're based off the pop comics that Spielberg and George Lucas were reading when they were little kids. That's true. That's so, like, it's like when Seth Rogen today goes and makes an animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie because when he was a kid, he was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And so a lot of this show turtle power. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So it's one of those things where like some of the things I, yes, is antiquated, but I, but I think it's that purposeful campy homage to a more, a a simpler time. There's also, there's just moments. I don't know why, man. I'm just like, this is not a five star. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't think it's a five star either. Like the night Templar at the end of the, I'm cutting way ahead, but he just goes, he literally does the, Why the fuck was waving even a thing in the 12th century? He was just like, well, peace out. Thanks for ruining my house. Yeah, you <laughs> fucked up my house and rolled out. And you lost the cup, so I'm <laughs> fucked. Thanks. <laughs> the real tragic story, like, even though they're triumphantly they riding into the- came s- through and fucked his shit up massively. <laughs> he was so happy to see him, too. He's like, oh, finally, my shift's over. <laughs> Jesus, I've been waiting for you for 700 years. Dude, take my sword. You're going to love it here. What? You're leaving? You lost the cup? <laughs> I wish there was a cutaway where like Sal and all of them are triumphantly riding towards the sunset and it cuts to him and he's just like, all right, I got to kill myself. Which cup, <laughs> which, which cup am I going to use to off myself? Cause this fucking blows. <laughs> well, he's going to die of old age anyway now. 
It might as well end it. You gotta like, continually drink, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's why he's like, well, I'm not gonna wait. I love the monkey's <laughs> paw of the cup, too. He's just like, eternal life. It's yours. But you can't leave the rock. <laughs> you gotta hang out with me. We can drink it together. You know any good games have been invented in the last 800 years? Oh, do I ever. Oh, wow. Give her a sip. I think she should. <laughs> I think she could hang with us. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> it was quite wonderful. <laughs> anyway, uh, we after the, the the hat floats, we know the guy's dead. We cut to him uh, teaching archaeology. He's given a, 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 a speech about fact and not truth, which is similar to lore versus data. And love lore <laughs> way better than data. And he uh, is he banging his students? I don't understand. The, the the ongoing joke is like all of his female students and male students have a crush on him, have a huge crush on him. And it's always been sort of played up like hot for teacher. But I don't, sure. I don't think he is engaging engages because sure. I think it's Raiders where the one girl has written love you on her eyelids. So when she like slowly blinks, he reads. Yeah. Love you. And he's like, uh, shit, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to work out for me. Sure. Um, and he gives the cross to, to Marcus Brody. I don't also, Gosh. I don't understand the crowd outside his office. Um, He's the coolest motherfucker on the campus. They just want to kit. Please grade my paper. The, I love you. The girls love him. The guys want to be him. Yeah. And his secretary is like, grade your goddamn papers. <laughs> Quit going off on adventures and getting Rose Lapel dudes killed on C. Yeah. C. Please. Please. So at some point he goes to his office says, I'll be with you all one at a time in a moment. And then sneaks out the window says, fuck this. After he gets a package from Venice, Italy, mm -hmm. puts it in his pocket, dips out through the window. Uh, but outside some men are waiting to insist that he come with them. Top men. They take him to Walter Donovan and he learns about the, yeah. the quest for the Holy grail and eternal life. He's very skeptical and scoffy at it, even though once again, <laughs> he has seen magic, not just the box <laughs> on the train, but actual magic. Um, <laughs> On the train. <laughs> we also find out that his dad was super into the grail. Uh, he hears the story about the knight and the friar, which is heard before. But wait, there's an actual book, which means it really happened. Um, <laughs> and then if they wrote it. Yeah, it must be true. Yeah, they wrote it down. Oh, shit. That's another level. And then the project leader of this grail mission is vanished. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Good luck with that guy. And he's like, well, that guy was your dad. And he's like, oh, Ooh, shit, I do duh, care. Duh. Duh. He gets back home. Goes oh, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. I got to say something as a huge Star Wars fan. Sure. The moment Walter Donovan walks into the room, I nerd I out. I didn't know where I recognized him from. I'll be honest. So he he's also a Bond villain. I forget which uh, Bond movie it is. is but he, he, um, has a, he has a sweet go-to goatee, I think, as a Bond villain. But he is actually in Empire Strikes Back. He is General Veers, who uh, Julian Glover plays him. Uh, who is the guy who leads the ATAT Walker assault on the rebel base yeah. on Hoth. And he's like one of the only Imperial generals who actually completes their tasks and wins the battle for the empire. He's a fucking G. And so seeing him like, Oh hell yeah. He's actually going to be the a main character in an Indiana Jones villain. Oh, he does Look have a sweet, sweet goatee. goatee. That is really, that is some lady killer shit, right? That is really good. Actually. I want to, <laughs> do I want to sit on that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think I do. Oh, he plays uh, a, a Triopus Trupa, uh, in Troy. He's yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And Julian Glover is a, a a wonderful guy. I wish he would. Or I, I love his acting. I don't know how he is personally, but uh, <laughs> I, I love his acting. I always pop whenever he's in more shit. Oh, he's in The Crown, and he was recently in um, Tar, which is awesome. But uh, The Willow Show, which is not awesome, <laughs> which is interesting. 
In fact, there's a small little, there's another Star Wars Easter egg in this scene. I don't know if you picked up on it. It's very subtle. I definitely didn't. Is I it actually, one of those like objects in the back, like Andor? No, uh, it's it's very subtle. I actually had to go look back because someone told me about it and I I didn't believe them. And I went back and looked, listened. So when Donovan's wife comes back in and she's like, oh, Donovan, you're neglecting your guests. The piano that's playing in the party behind them, the piano is just doing a, a happier version of the Imperial March. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like the Cantina song. <laughs> that would, that be, would be amazing. amazing. That would be. Oh, he was in the Avengers TV show, by the way. I'm going way back to the 60s now. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a classic. Yeah. Remember when Sean Connery was in the movie version of that? He was the bad guy with Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman. Yes. Remember that? I'm going to control the weather. <laughs> yes. I'm making great late career decisions. I'm making a league of extraordinary, extraordinary gentlemen. gentlemen. <laughs> they call me, what was his name? Ch and evil exes. Chamberlain. Wasn't that his character's name? I don't remember. I'm the greatest hunter in the world. <laughs> Look at or some shit. I don't know. Can't you tell? I, I turned down Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> and Morpheus. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on a roll, um, but I'll do Highlander. Uh, <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> How many can there be? I forget. The quickening. I'm drunk. <laughs> one, Sean. Ah, ah, makes sense. Um, yeah, so then he's like, goes back to his dad's house, remembers that he got the Venice, Italy package. Oh, shit, that's probably re relevant to the, the last place that my father was seen. Ah, it's my dad's grail diary. Everybody, ke Everybody keeps one. Yeah, it's like whenever he would have a bad dream, he would get up and talk about it in his diary. The first 30 pages are all about the fucking earth being flat. Here we go. Um, I mean, dear diary. Just look out ahead of you. The earth is, is, is flat. I met the most wonderful Nazi today. Sweet ass. Uh, no. I'm not going to hold it against her, or will I? <laughs> oh, Henry, you dirty dog. <laughs> his diary's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, maybe if he wrote about real shit, they would have known that uh, 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 Indy would have known that Elsa was a, a Nazi from the start. Yeah. She keeps saluting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why. It's weird. This episode was sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, it's 2024. What does everybody do in the new year? They make resolutions. They set goals. How about we don't do that? I mean, you can. It's obviously nice to have goals, but it's also a good exercise to focus on things that you like about yourself. You know, not making all those high pressure goals that you might fail at and just feel worse. You can set smaller goals. And I think therapy can be a good way to access things that you enjoy about your life and focusing on the positive, the gratitude. And BetterHelp is a good way to do that. If you've never given BetterHelp a try, it's therapy that's entirely online. You can do it all from your home and access a therapist by filling out a questionnaire. And if you end up not liking that therapist, you can switch. Again, along with the theme of this ad, uh, no pressure whatsoever. They're not going to have their feelings hurt by it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. 
Happy New Year, everybody. New year, new chances to be thankful for everyone around us. And we are so thankful for every single one of our Patreon members. But now it is time to give a special shout out to our super patrons for the month of January. So thank you so much to Sebastian Generale, Sean Callahan, Stanton Valentino, Bryce Coppin, Susie Callahan, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, Haley Anderson, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Peaches, Emmy, Haley B, Joe Velez, Michelle, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun-Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Orion Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. Thank you all so much. And with that, let's get back to the show. End up in Venice. Dr. Schneider is a woman. What? Uh, <laughs> and it's it's Ilsa Schneider. We later find out is, is obviously. You have your father's eyes. <laughs> yeah. And my mm. mother's ears. The mm-hmm. rest belongs to you. Ew. <laughs> yeah, he went. So he goes for it immediately. And Marcus Brody's like, can we not? I, I love Marcus Brody in the background. Like, if we're done <laughs> fucking around here, <laughs> we have a mission to do. Yeah. You're just like your father. You dirty dog. Pussy hound. Um, the library is a converted church. That's discussed immediately. Um, and this whole scene, again, I, I'm sorry, guys. It's just so fun. I love this movie, but it's like you couldn't do any better. Like the whole scene where he's like, all right, guys, we're looking for the 10. And I was really expecting him to start flirting with her again and being like, it's you, baby. <laughs> if he had real Riz, that's what he would have said. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but he's like, we're looking for the 10. Ah, is it the giant fucking X that's not like so big you can't see it while you're standing on it? When he mm-hmm. climbs up the staircase in the big reveal and it pans down, it's just like a an eight by eight foot rug that you could have clearly seen was an X from down there. Am I crazy? You're not crazy. And this is one of those things where like, it, it's you could only do this in movies like he's such a detective because it's such like a dramatic like, let me dramatically walk up the spiral staircase and there was that point in the earlier in the movie where he's like x never marks the yeah, spot that was and then funny. literally like x is marking i like the spot. that joke uh, i but, just wish the x was bigger to where you had to be above to see it you know yeah and also when he starts banging on it and there's that like little with the stamp guy <laughs> yeah uh, albert einstein's trying to stamp some yeah. books and he's somehow timing the the hitting the, the floor with it. Did you notice that the X is just fucking gone on the floor? I, I no, my theory was that was a rug and he took, <laughs> that has to be the only way it makes sense. Right. And he like rolled it away and that's where he started. But what to if dig. they move the rug? <laughs> like at any point in history, they're like, Oh, in the last hey, thousand years, don't fucking move that rug. That's true. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that it would be a rug. But the, the X is gone because when he gets on the yeah, yeah, yeah. on the it's platform, just like green marble floor. It's a green marble floor with a big white X. And then when it cuts to them, like about to hit the stanchion, that X is just gone. There's just the green marble floor that they're on. Which, now. which by the way, when he broke that, it hurt me because I was like, that floor is fucking dope. Yeah, that's beautiful marble, man. And he uh, hit it. It belongs in a museum, sir. And it just doesn't make any sense. Like that's where his dad got to, and then couldn't get any farther. I'm just confused. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, I think he knew that it was there, but it was around the same time he realized that Elsa was working for the Nazis and was like, oh, I don't want to be 
So he got rid of the so diary. Got, so he got, rid of, take he got rid of the diary, and then they were like, "What the what the fuck, Doctor Jones?" And then they took him. Yeah, He's, none of your business. None of your business. I want to tell you about the Earth. Don't you know? It's, <laughs> don't you know it's rude to read another man's diary? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about the flat Earth, which we can all agree. Look is, at is the flat. horizon. It's flat. Just look at it. I swear to God, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> no, we wouldn't fall off the edge. No, there's <laughs> monsters there that keep us up. <laughs> it's, they draw them on all the maps. Is that what you? Is that what they believe? I don't even. I don't even know. I don't fucking know what flat earthers believe, man. I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait for the three emails we get. They're like, uh, actually, uh. <laughs> oh god, please don't. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Uh, and then yeah, so they go through the floor. Ooh, skeletons. They don't even care about that at all. Um, and then immediately people with guns sneak up behind them. Poor Marcus Brody's like, hello. Uh, <laughs> this is why Marcus Brody doesn't know how to get around his own museum. People could be hit, hitting him in the back of the head and all the time. Concussing the poor him. guy has major brain damage. I've got so many lumps on my noggin. <laughs> the, uh, we get the Ark of the covenant joke from the, the Raiders movie, which I really uh, enjoy. Um, and then he goes through a wall. He wants to impress the lady ends up landing in fucking petroleum. And he's like, "Ooh, this is sweet. We can light a we can light a torch with this." Uh, <laughs> My notes say in all caps, "Should you do that here?" I was scared. <laughs> the whole scene. What if he just burst in the flame and the movie was over? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can see like bits of the flame like falling off yeah. the torch. The whole scene, and it's yeah. like, "Oh my god, you would be so fucking dead." <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And there's rats everywhere. He ends up like nonplussed carrying Ooh, her petroleum I, rats. I really enjoy it. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be a good band name. <laughs> it is petroleum rats. That's a good one. Actually, that's <laughs> might be the best one we've ever come up with. There were 2000 brats bred for this movie. Yeah, specifically. They, bred them. they bred them because uh, if they just use ordinary rats, they would be riddled with disease. So True. they had to clean have rats. controlled, have controlled clean rats. And also there was a, there's a real big issue with insuring these rats. Like they were worried, like, well, if something happens to the rats, we can't, we, we lose a day of shooting. We could lose thousands and thousands of dollars. So they made a deal where like they asked Steven Spielberg, like, okay, what's the smallest amount of rats you need? And he was like a thousand. And what like, if they bit Allison duty? Yeah. What if they bit Allison duty? By the way, that is her name. Elsa's name is Allison duty. Yes. Yeah. Duty to you. I can't believe we, we almost skipped that. Duty calls. Duty calls. Do you know she was, uh, wasn't she the uh, the governor's wife in RRR? Let's find out. Was like she really? She, I think I she was. I love RRR. Major League Two? Interesting. Did, didn't, haven't seen the sequel. And she was Catherine Buxton in RRR. Yeah. You she's are still, correct. She's still getting it's work. It's not Elsa. It's Elsa. Elsa, sorry. Elsa sounds more German. As in let it go. I'm, yeah. I'm just always, at all times in my life, thinking of Ilsa Faust. Yeah, she was only 21 when filming this movie. Really? Harrison Ford was more than twice her age. Interesting. <laughs> at the same time. Very Hollywood, right? Very Hollywood. Very and old Hollywood. And Sean Connery as well. I've hit that as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come here, my boy. Let me tell you what old Papa would hit. <laughs> ah. Uh, yeah, the, he carries her. They find coffins. Uh, the the engraving on the shield is the same that was on the tablet, but it's the rest of it. It's a second marker. Oh, my dad's rubbing. <laughs> I've I've seen that before, Andy. What? Giddy is a schoolboy. He's rubbing. <laughs> he loves to rub me. Um, but also, how did that rubbing not get wet when he literally swam? How are they still alive, breathing petroleum fumes and catacombs? 
Yeah, they literally swim in the petroleum. Yeah, they I guess their there's eyes. like it's just like mixed into the water. Maybe. I guess maybe still that's it's not floating. pleasant. It isn't, but also just that like wax paper. I don't know how that's no, that's okay. not that's not surviving at all. But it does. Uh, the dude drops a match on the gas. He's like, ah, fuck you, and then they have to swim out through the fire. The rats attack her. Uh, Air pocket. Uh, we get that whole sequence, and then they climb out of the sewer. Um, uh, <laughs> Somehow ah, the bad Venice. guys, yeah, the, the ah Venice. But somehow the bad guys know they have escaped because they immediately run out of the church. Like, wait, they're getting away. Yeah, uh, and then we get the whole between them bit on the boats, which I really liked. Uh, or, you know, don't go between them, go between them. You know, it's a, it's funny. Ah, the language barrier. Why did the boat <laughs> fucking explode? Because uh, it was made of pure gasoline. <laughs> when the boats crush it, it's like. <laughs> Um, it's like when the, 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 I guess boats in the East universe is just made of pure gasoline. Cause the first boat earlier in the movie just straight up exploded. Why wouldn't this one? We got the worst band name ever as well as petroleum rats, which is the best band name ever, which is the brotherhood of the cruciform sword. <laughs> Cause we meet Kazim. And by the way, do, are you aware at how much this reminds me of the movie, the mummy from 1999. And I bet it was inspired by this movie. Because you get like oh, the yeah. whole like cult that is in charge of watching it for a thousand years to make sure it's not brought back. Yeah. Uh, that's actually not a villain, but starts off as a villain for the protagonist of this. Dude, there's yeah. so much Indiana Jones in the mummy. And I didn't even think about it before. I, I do think it's kind of funny. I, like the mummy definitely takes this formula and improves upon it because this movie is like, we are the brotherhood of the cruciform sword. We will forget about you for the remainder of the movie. We will literally just die every time we try to do anything, <laughs> but we love it. When we do die and help you out, you will not even be aware of our cause. It is our honor. Also, mm. these boats are really cool. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, those are cool. Do you like our outfits? We have a seat in the back. Do you like our fez caps? <laughs> is that we what are, those are called? We are Shriners. <laughs> We've got little tiny cars normally, mm -hmm. but uh, today Kazim. we're doing the boats. Um, and then they end up fucking where are we at now i ended up fast forwarding to the castle so, yeah, of so, so yeah like he he the, oh because he's like hey i will if you the let worst me live scene in the movie sorry didn't mean to gloss over this <laughs> is it the the propeller there's that that's fine there's like no no tension there at all but I, I hate the part where he's like if you let me live i will what was it what's he what's if, he even got to bargain with if you let me live i will tell you where your dad is yeah and then he's like drop me off here <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a fucking Uber. And then, and then he's like, we are the brotherhood of the cruciform store. We tried to kill you because we do not want you to get the Holy Grail. It is our biggest like, no, no. And then <laughs> Andy's like, no, no. Andy's like, I don't want the Grail. I'm just trying to find my dad. And then Kazim, very trusting guy goes, oh, oh. okay. Then we're cool. And that's literally this. What? Who wrote that? <laughs> What's your dad after? Then the I'm grail? sorry. Oh, I'll fucking kill him. We're even. But you, you're cool. Nine of my best bros died. <laughs> you just killed a bunch of my friends. But that's a might be, actually. I didn't know you were just looking for your dad. Yeah, if, if we could have cleared this He's up. He's just looking for his dad! What, Kazim? <laughs> his dad. Oh! Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, man. Our bad. We killed the librarian for no reason. We're going to owe down for those boats, too. <laughs> we killed the <laughs> That poor guy's stamping. <laughs> <laughs> slash priest. We don't know what goes on there. Um, yeah, I'm just looking for my dad. Oh, okay. They, they find out they have to go to the castle of Brunwald on the Austria and Germany border. Uh, and we get this whole bit about Alexandretta and Eskinderun. 
Um, the city that was destroyed. Ooh. <laughs> Henry knew everywhere. He knew everything about the plot. Like he knew the route you had to take to find the Grail, but he didn't know where his map technically began. And now they know it begins with the city Alexandretta. Slash um, Skinderin. And he's like, hey, Marcus, you go get a hold of Sala. I'll meet you down there. I'm going to go find my dad first. This is Miley's favorite scene of the movie. What, when they fuck? No. We, well, yeah. Skinderin is in Turkey, by the way. I didn't know that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so... Indy goes into his room. It's ransacked. Sure. He Then he goes into uh, Elsa's room. It's ransacked. Sure. But she's in the bathroom listening to a record. And she's like, oh. They I were just, ransacking while I was. Oh, no. I was <laughs> listening to my very sweet, cool records. <laughs> I had the volume on max. And I guess I did not. Oopsie. I did not hear them ransacking my room. Mm. I'm definitely not a villain. <laughs> no. I'm the most Aryan person you've ever seen. <laughs> I was in here shaving. Which Reich is your favorite, honey? The third? Oh, no, I gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it's the landing strip. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then, he, and then, of course, it's... it's. <laughs> I remember reading a... Uh, I forget who this was, but it was some... I think it was a film director or a film critic, and they were talking about how, like, they love Harrison Ford. They love mm-hmm. Harrison Ford movies, but they were saying how, like, the biggest flaw in Harrison Ford as an actor is that he's never believable with romantic scenes or romance where, and I believe him, like like every scene where he's supposed to be romantic with a woman, it never comes off as like, oh, they're really in love. Like sometimes- Or even actual lust. Like it can be played off for laughs. Like I think there is some genuine like funny moments between he and, um, what's her name from Temple of the Temple, yeah. Uh, But like he comes off as like creepy a lot of times. Like, oh, look at Blade Runner. Like that's maybe the creepiest relationship ever put to film. And this is the same thing where it's like, I'm just a man who from here on out, I'm going to do things the way I intend to do them. Grabs her and forces a kiss on her. And then, you know, because it's movie, she's like, I hate arrogant men. And then kisses him. Suck your ear. I hate, I hate fast women. And then they just go at it. And, but like, it's, it's always kind of like, this is weird. I don't like it. Yeah. It's uh, it starts with a non-consensual kiss, uh, and the, you know it's supposed to be like that fast-forwarded enemies to lovers thing that they were going for in that scene there, uh, yeah. and they make it the sweet love. Uh, <laughs> ah, Venice. Ah, Venice. But then they they go to the castle of Brunwald, I presume. Um, I put does he hate her hat? But then I got it. He wants to play a Scottish lord. When we they switch hats. the tapestries. Of course we have tapestries, but if you are a Scottish Lord, I am Mickey Mouse. I am Mickey Mouse. Walt Disney loves the Nazis, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew this. <laughs> he is in our pocket. <laughs> uh, fucking Nazis, right? He punches him out. Uh, I hate Nazis. these guys. I hate these guys. These guys are the worst. <laughs> That's an understatement. Uh, I do like the pan up. Like technically Spielberg's a, a genius, right? If oh you, yeah. If you watch great. movies like, like Munich, like he does shit that people don't even know how he did. Um, and like, and it's really well done in this scene where he's like, uh, he's in there and she's like, how do you know? And he, it's wired. And then like the pan or the tilt yeah. uh, was really good. You like that? I switched the tilt properly. Mm-hmm. You uh, did. <laughs> I'm proud of you. And then, so he ends up going through the window and there's this to whole the wall. like, you, <laughs> to the sweat. Um, <laughs> there's this whole bit where it's like, you know, this character, but she doesn't. And it's, it's cool to be kind of on the on in the know as the audience where she's like Andy you have to use the whip and swing through the window that's crazy and he's like don't worry tits I do this all the time you know <laughs> that's the vibe and you know you're into it um 
And his dad hits him on the head with a fucking vase. Junior. Junior. I did enjoy the whole bit where his dad's more worried about the antique vase. And then fake. But then there's the moment where he thinks that he's actually switching to being worried about his son and you can see how happy and he gets. And then he's like, ha, it's a fake. Uh, yeah, because he says cool. something like, I'm okay. And he's, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then the Nazis show up. Um, <laughs> I, I just love the whole relationship between Harrison and Sean yeah. Connery works so well. How excited he's like, you Nazis found come the- through the front door, dad. Yeah. Oh, it's a good point. It's a good point. And then he gets so excited, like, you, you found the tomb of Sir Richard. You actually saw him. Yeah, and I threw him in petroleum and cooked him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, even like when the Nazis do break in and they're trying to get the book back. And it's one of my favorite parts of this movie. Indiana like steals the gun and like guns down the three Nazis. And then Henry's just like, look what you did. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking killed people. Look what you did. I can't believe what you just did. Yeah, you literally murdered three people. This is we need to talk about this. You need to lay low for a while. I've been a terrible parent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, didn't do a good job. And then he's like, he didn't bring the fucking book. That's ridiculous. I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> I love that. Because we watched that Marx movie not too long ago. Yeah. Right the uh, I was like, I get that reference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> um, and we find out that uh, Indy does not like to be called Junior. We, he does not. It's, no. dim, it's diminutive. diminutive. Uh, he... Tries to tell Indy that she's a Nazi. Yeah, Elsa. because uh, what's the the colonel's name? Nah. V- v- like, I don't know, Volgan or something. Colonel fascist pants. Yeah, the 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 Nazi muscle. You Nazi. <laughs> Vogel, it is Vogel. Okay. Say Auf Wiedersehen to your Nazi boss. <laughs> uh, Great. And dad tries to tell she's a Nazi. How do you know she's a Nazi? She talks in her sleep. She talks in her sleep. And he's trying to put two and two together like... <laughs> We fuck. <laughs> I fucked the Nazi out of her. For just a brief moment in time, she's told. <laughs> but he's like, but, but what if he was just like extremely inappropriate? And like just while they're standing there at the standoff, you know, in the butt. <laughs> when I would put my pinky in her ear, <laughs> she would tell me anything. <laughs> I didn't care at the time. Sometimes oh. I would like, she would grab my nipple clamps. <laughs> yeah. I would tell her anything as well. <laughs> He's into weird stuff. Julia. She pegged me. Where's my gimp shoot? <laughs> she pegged me. <laughs> Uh, we find yeah, out it's weird that like, yeah, he's like, she's a Nazi man. And in Indiana Jones is just too, he's thinking with his other head and uh, he's just like, no, we got to save her. And there's no way this blonde German woman in the thirties is a Nazi dad. What? You're ridiculous. She is. But she is. And also Walter Donovan, the villain from Empire Strikes Back and James Bond is also a bad guy. Damn it. DTA and- motherfuckers don't trust anybody. <laughs> Didn't Stone Cold Steve Austin not teach anybody anything? I told you not Give to trust hell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> DTA Vince McMahon. <laughs> DTA Indiana. <laughs> oh my God. You just unlock something. If in we me. cross universes. I want Indiana Jones to run afoul of Stone like peak 90s Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin. If you want Stone Cold Steve Austin to walk down there and <laughs> stomp a mud hole in Indiana Jones. Give me a hell, hell yeah. yeah. But then they become friends by the end of the movie and he's like stunning Nazis. I could just see a stone tablet. He blows the dust off of it. Austin 316. 
They're trying and to get... hear the glass break. He's touching a marble and he's like, wow, this is stone cold. That's right. Snakes. Why did it have to be the rattlesnake? Yeah. Write this down. Uh, and then Marcus Brody, they th- he's like, oh, he's probably already at the grail. He's not. He's just chilling, wandering through the city. Oh, it's oh, that's the best joke of the movie. Like he's he, he knows a dozen languages, knows all the con- customs. He'll blend in. You'll never find him. And then it cuts him. Does anyone speak English here? <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am, I don't want that chicken. He's basically C-3PO. Yes. You know what I mean? That's the vibe he gives He's off. a funnier C-3PO. I say. Oh, heavens. <laughs> you bucket of boats. And then I guess that makes... Solid uh, R2-D2. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's fair. Um, but yeah, like, uh, there's like these Nazis. I, there is a funny joke where this Nazi kind of, this obvious Nazi guy like bows at Marcus, but he bows so sharply and Marcus like at the same time, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of funny stinky breath, man. Old comedy, and Sala knows that they're trying to get it abducted. And he's like, "Ha ha! I got my paper right here. Run, <laughs> run, Marcus!" And he's just not getting it. Yeah, but they they trick Sala and they do like a Looney Tunes type gag where it looks like a door and ah, oh, suckers! It's a truck. Is that the truck he was going to anyway, or I, something? Uh, I guess it's got like a Nazi emblem on the back. It's yeah. funny though because he puts his dukes up like, "Get through me, poor guy." You have my axe. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he accidentally puts Brody in a Nazi truck and then we get the, uh, that's how Austrians say goodbye line in the next <laughs> thing. Cause the, it's when Indiana and, uh, um, Henry are tied up mm-hmm. and she kisses Indiana. That's how Austrians say goodbye. And then the, I keep, I keep thinking of how great it was last night. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. But then the things I did with my pinky, the, then the, the German guy comes up and what what if he just like pulled his dick out and this is how Germans do it, you know, or something. <laughs> He's like, this is how we say goodbye in Germany. And you're like, like, not, not 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh. Choose. Choose. That is actually how they say goodbye. Um, Choose. How feet is saying. Choose. Um, <laughs> and the dad, the whole bit where he drops the lighter, sets the whole fucking room on fire. And it's so funny. I have to tell you something. Oh, the floor's on fire. <laughs> and then we get the whole dad, what dad, what dad, what gag. <laughs> so good. That's probably the best part. Um, the whole secret passageway to the German spy room. Uh, I, I love that. A lot revol- of physical comedy. That revolving door gag. Yeah. Lands every time. It's so silly. So much great physical comedy. Even the stupid secret stairs joke. Uh, I'm fine. The <laughs> solution will reveal itself if I just sit down. When Indiana falls down this dad. Um, but yeah, and then we get the pretty, pretty good chase. Uh, so the chase scene always bugs me only because like he does this really smart like boat diversion. I, if you're going to say what I think you're about to say, we're on the same page. Yeah, he does the really smart boat diversion. The Nazis are like, they're getting away in a boat and they start getting he into their own He doesn't even let boats. it trick them. He doesn't let it trick them. And he just busts out of a like it's John <laughs> Cena do, 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 out of that box. <laughs> and, and like if he just waited a little bit, him. he would have gotten away. So scot free. He just drove away going like this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he just. Called it too early. And as soon as he saw him there still, he was like, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thought they were a lot faster. Uh, I heard the boat going off. Uh, and then he does this like uh, jousting thing, uh, which is his dad's like so tickled by that. Like, <laughs> fuck them. Um, I love lunch. <laughs> uh, why is that dude like popping wheelies and shit? 
You know, he's just like hitting him with his front tire. He just learned this weekend. He's trying to show off. You it's know? a pretty good chase, but the tank scene later is fucking bonkers. That goes on forever. I do like uh, the um, that the last biker that he just kind of shoves a pipe into his front wheel and the dude just yes. launched into the air. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And then the dad says, no, we got to go get the diary back from Berlin because there's like clues to the traps in there. And there really isn't. Uh, we find out. <laughs> yeah, not really, <laughs> but eventually there kind of are. I mean, um, there's just the word penitent man written 19 times in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And which the, luckily they read it every time later. Yeah. Pen- penitent man. Penitent man. Penitent man. Penitent, penitent man. man. The penitent man. Fuck. I should have brought a dictionary. Penitent man. The pen is my tear. That's actual line That's actually, in this movie too. The pen. <laughs> The penis, my dear. <laughs> Dust it up however you want, Trebek. What matters is, does it work? <laughs> but anyway, um, they, so they end up having to go back to Berlin. And in Berlin, they're doing the famous book Bernie thing. Everybody frowned on for a good reason. And <laughs> it's an understatement. And we see fucking Hitler. Uh, he fucking acc- Hitler. He accidentally gets Hitler's autograph. I love that so much because he's he's in that little outfit and you know Hitler's fucking dumb. Like it's such a little shit on Hitler thing that I enjoy. Yeah, and and, and I I do love Harrison Ford's acting in this moment because the moment he sees that he's that Hitler's signing his his dad's Grail diary, the look on Harrison Ford's face really is I think some of the best acting because it's subtle, but he's like I can't believe I'm getting away with this. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he gets really happy when he realizes what's happening. But before that, we got a good scene with Elsa, where she's like like I'm not an actual Nazi. I just fucking I love Grails. And yeah, but she loves it so much. She's willing to throw everything she believes in away. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, fun little, some trivia about this uh, Nazi book burning scene. Uh, the guy who plays Hitler, um, he's actually another Star Wars um, guy. Do you remember? It's James Earl Jones, isn't it? No. <laughs> no. Uh, you remember in uh, Empire Strikes Back, the the guy who's like, ah, Lord Vader, and he gets choked out by him? Yes. He, went, he, he left hyperspace too soon? Because... Oh, no, not the guy who um, had a lack of faith and he found it disturbing. Not that one. The one in Empire. So they they, they hyperspace into the Haas system before they start the ground assault. And he's like, ah, oh, we 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 exit light speed. And he like chokes him out over like Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Hitler huh. in this movie. Admiral Ozel. Uh, and then the other bit of little trivia is all of the uniforms that they wore. The Nazi uniforms are actual authentic World War II Nazi uh, uniforms. Oh. They're not replicas because they were filming in... Berlin and the costume designer, Anthony Powell, just found a bunch of them. And we're like, well, I guess we'll use these, which is kind of interesting. And then we talked about this off off screen, but I think this is adorable. An adorable thing about Steven Spielberg is anytime an, an extra Nazi in this movie, and I, and I assume all the other ones, whenever they do a Nazi salute, he has all the actors put their other arm behind their back and cross their fingers. It's not which sincere. Is, which is adorable. It didn't count these. It didn't count these. We crossed our fingies. That's right. Um, and then we get to the, the blimp, uh, which is a, an extended bit, essentially. Are you, are you a blip blimp guy? Are you a Zeppelin guy or are you a dirigible guy? I, I really think technically this is a Zeppelin, mm. but in America on this soil, it's a blimp. <laughs> See, I see. I like saying dirigible. Nobody says dirigible. I, I wish I, you wouldn't. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a dirigible man. I'm a, di- I'm a Dapper Dan man, Dapper and, Dan. A di- and a dirigible man. Hmm. We get the whole bit where he like dresses up like the, <laughs> the, I don't know, waiter, ticket taker guy. Yeah. The, yeah. Whatever and you call he them. Punches the general or whatever. No the colonel. ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, ah, ah, I got mine. Dude, <laughs> I kind of, it's silly, but it's funny. I, I'm kind of bummed that, uh, Zeppelins and blimps and stuff aren't like a more real mode of tr- 
trap. Yeah, like, I would like to ride on a zeppelin. Like, look at that. After like, the Hindenburg thing, there everybody got real sour about it. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. Like, I get it. Don't fill it with hydrogen. That's all. But you look. But you look at that like card that they're in, like that fine dining. Like that's that's plush, baby. Yeah. And it's not even like a plane where you have to like worry about the turbulence and the you know. Just kind of just, just mill about. Yeah, mill about. Mill about. Do your thing. And you've got a plane attached Mill to the Bobby bottom Brown. if something happens. Mm-hmm. At least for two Just people. Just for two people? Yeah. That'll be fine. <laughs> it's got a, it's a dome machine gun. So they air their laundry out while they're on the blimp. Uh, and they talk about banging Elsa again. I'm assuming as the next man. <laughs> the next man was me, dad. Yeah, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you my sloppies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Junior, you can have my sloppies. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, and then there's this cool scene where he's like, all right, I'm listening now. You, you won't sh- shut up. I'm trying to read the book. And then Harrison, uh, Indiana can't think of anything to say. I'm like, you know what? I was a wonderful father. Yeah. I taught you self-reliance by ignoring you so much. You're so cool. Look at you. Look at you. Uh, I gave you that hat. No, you didn't. I got it from a bandit. Well, <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> I gave you the whip. Um, <laughs> they, I, I definitely recall whipping you sometimes. <laughs> uh, so they talk about the three traps. Uh, I thought it was anticlimactic. The clues. Um, God, path, penitent. See? And he's like, I guess. Word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Word of God. Um and then they realize that the dirigible is being turned around back to Germany. Oh, he's using dirigible. We Woo. got him. We got him. So they steal the plane that's attached to the bottom. And uh, he's like, I know, I know how to fly it. I don't know how to land it. Um, and then <laughs> I do love the gag where Henry Sr. shoots the, their own plane. They got us, son. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's such a good line. <laughs> they got us. <laughs> um, and then they're trying to kill us. It's never happened to me before. Happens, happens to, to me, me all the time. time. And then they steal that poor guy's car. It's in the third movie. <laughs> it's happened to me at least twice before a bunch. Uh, yeah, they steal the poor guy's car. He's just trying to change the tire. Um, and then he takes out the plane with the old Charlemagne. That's the finale to this sequence. Tuk, 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 tuk. <laughs> yeah, with the umbrella. <laughs> it, it reminded me, like, the noise he made is, like, very similar to the noise that, uh, uh, oh shoot, what's her name? You make. She she, she in, makes it in, in the, the, in the uh, sack. No, in the mummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, in the mummy, when she's like camera race, she's like. Oh, yeah. Don't make me think about Rachel Vice right now. I'm trying to focus. Rachel Vice, I can think of her name. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And then there's that goofy scene where like they trick up one of the planes to fly into a tunnel with them. Yeah, and the guy's just like looking at him, and then before he explodes, yeah, the the, the shot right. of him looking like confused is funny. But it, it should have been the Knight Templar and just going, <laughs> <laughs> just that'll be explained shortly. <laughs> I'll miss you. Um, the Republic of Hattay is where they go next, and it's the the Nazis negotiating with the local lords there, and he just wants a Rolls Royce really bad. My iPad uh, auto corrected the Republic of Hattay to the Republic of Harry. Mm. Harry loves cars. Harry loves a Rolls he Royce. He loves a Rolls Royce. But He's like, you give me this car, I'll give you fucking tanks. I'll give you 20 men. I'll give you like 30 camels, eight horses. It's uh, worth all of it. A three night stay at the Ritz. I'll give, I'll even throw and in some really rare J. baseball cards, an HJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, oh guys, do you guys like barbecue sauce? I'll throw in some barbecue sauce. I made it myself. And they've got a tank. We get a, a, a Wilhelm scream. I'm sure you caught oh, that. Yeah, I love a Wilhelm. Always. Uh, at this um, point, this is already to the point of history where they're just putting that in to be funny, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's a filmmaker joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 
And the, the tank and horse fight is wild. It goes on forever. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was thrilling because the, the horse has the mobility. Uh, the tank is a tank, obviously, but it's limited with its ability to to catch him. And I think it's it's pretty pretty fun, especially with the whole Marcus Brody and, and dad hijinks inside the tank the whole time. Oh, yeah. Mark, Marcus Brody is just dropping fire after fire line. Like at one point, Donovan, before the tank chase starts, Donovan's like, do you want to wet your whistle, Marcus? Like he's a kind hostage taker, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then the German takes it from him. Yeah. But before he can, Marcus is like, I'd much rather spit in your face. But considering I haven't got any spit. <laughs> I'll drink it. I'll partake. Ah, fuck. Um, yeah, the whole giant sequence, pretty much everybody dies. Yeah. There's a tank fight. The, there's like a, the pen is minor joke. Penis um, might here. There's a, the bullet goes off that ricochets around and hits the tank driver. Uh, some, some people get ran over by the tank treads. They blow up a whole truck full of, this uh, is guys. like Spielberg at the height of his powers. I feel like this whole sequence. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a really funny joke. It cracks me up every time where Marcus and, uh, Henry get on top of the tank and Marcus is like, how does one get off this bloody thing? And Indiana Jones inadvertently hits him because he's like cocking his arm back to hit Vogel and he hits Marcus. And he just falls. And he falls off the tank. <laughs> and Sean Connery turns around and just goes, where's Marcus? <laughs> cracks me up every time. <laughs> where's Marcus? That's my homie. Um, yeah. And then so they eventually think that Indiana died and rolled off the cliff with him. He hears his dad being sad about him. We talked about this in another movie where how funny it is. We're like, I think it was in Lost. We were talking about this with Madison, where it's funny when characters are looking like, oh, no, somebody died. And that person shambles up behind them and is like, what are you guys looking at? Yeah, it, it works every it's, time. It's always I'm not proud funny. of it. The, I, I, yeah, this, this is, is so a blinking of action movie bits. And this is where like Harrison Ford's like oafish, like, oh, like the way he's kind of like. Yeah. Shambling mm. around him is like so funny. And then even when Vogel's falling, I, I love a puppet. You know, I do. But when, when that, he's still like in the turret, that, as that it tank separates. crashes and they've like clearly taken like a little doll of him and just super glued it to the tank heads because he's just like yeah. flopping around, but holding on to yeah. it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Junior, I thought I lost you. And then he gets a hug from his old dad. Uh, and then we get to the Canyon of the Crescent Moon. Finally, uh, dude gets his head cut off at the first trap, which is paradoxically a thousand year old buzzsaw blade. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Who, who put that trap in? That's they didn't have that technology, uh, but whatever. And Indy and the gang. Get also, caught. I love how the, the the key to the trap is you just you just duck. Yeah, just duck. Just duck. That's all you got to do. A penitent <laughs> man. Oh. Duck and roll. I wonder how many dudes they would have had to have sent in before one of them figured out you Ducked. just have to duck. But also roll. There is a funny little bit. So the, the subtext, I think it's a little subtle. The subtext is, is the Nazis are forcing the Republic of Hatay guys to go in. Yeah. Like they're like, hey, go in this, go in there. And we'll shoot you. And so like those are the, the two dudes that walk in and get beheaded by the buzzsaw first. But as soon as uh, Marcus, Indy, Henry and Sala get caught, the those dudes who are effectively taken hostage pull up their guns and go, oh no no, no these guys yeah, yeah. these guys yeah. these are the guys we're putting it yeah we're all about the same t we're all the same team and the same page right Fuck these, these guys these guys are going in the tunnel not us right we're poor homies yeah again, right we give you a Rolls Royce <laughs> that's all you get we're killing all of you um yeah and then he shoots his dad and he, Donovan he, shoots his dad yeah Donovan does because he's like hey if you if it gives you some extra motivation to get the Grail because the Grail will save your dad. Uh, even though you presumably don't believe in the power of it yet, yeah. even though you've been through magical events a bunch of times. And Donovan uh, thinks like he's, he's okay with siding with the Nazis. Cause in his point of view, like he'll be drinking to his own health 
Long after Hitler has gone the way of the dodo. The dodo. We're going to bring that line out. Mm -hmm. Just say he's going to die. Well, I think maybe the dodo going extinct was like fresh in everyone's minds in 1938. The way of the dodo. The the dodo went the way of the dodo. Mm. Like last year. It just became the way of the dodo. (laughs) Previously, that expression was one of prosperity. (laughs) Avatar, the way of the dodo. (laughs) Uh, And we get Breath of God, only the penitent man will pass. The penitent man. Printed man, printed man, printed man, printed man. They say that five times man so fucking much. They're both mumbling it. The word of God, only in the footsteps of God will he proceed. Jehovah begins with an I in Latin, you dumb fuck. Um, In the path of God, leap from the lion's head. There is no lion's head. No. I was upset. I do like the optical illusion bridge, though. It's a neat idea. Yeah. But I think like it's one of those things that I think all Indian has to do is. Oh, I see it. Well, yeah, <laughs> rotate like a foot over like, oh yeah, it's a bridge. There cool. it is. Uh, yeah, I thought it was neat. Um, and then he gets in there and <laughs> I just put the dude in there is still alive. Ha ha. He's just been sipping on scissor for a thousand years. <laughs> what if he had like a record in there? Sipping on some scissor. You think he's a three, six mafia guy? Probably. I think so. I he th- looks like it. Yeah. He looks down. Yeah. There are lots of cups in there. And I like how that he's like a corny old man too. He's got dad jokes. Cause like the Donovan dies and he's like, he, he chose poorly. poorly. <laughs> I it. quote that all the time. Really? Yeah. Like, like if someone makes a wrong, wrong choice, like in at work or something, you chose poorly. <laughs> you always have to pause. He does. Yeah. I put dot, dot, dot. Um, yeah. He's so excited. He's like, oh my gosh, someone's finally here to take my, I've waited 700 sheesh. years to be relieved of this duty. Took you guys a real long time. You have to kill me with the sword. <laughs> you have bested me in combat. Then, I love his combat because he pulls up a sword. Like he's going to like bring the hammer down. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> my strength backward. has failed me. You have bested me in combat. Um, and then the Nazis walk in and ruin his day, or at least Donovan and, and Elsa do. Um, yeah. And, and he's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta pick which chalice is the correct uh, one. One will give you everlasting life. The rest will kill you. This is the cup for the King of Kings. I didn't like how like confident Don, he did no hesitation. And I guess it's supposed to show how like close to his goal he was. He was kind of he's drunk and raptured. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's also like, you really trust her that much that you were just like mm, immediately. Yeah. Even he, he himself is like, you know, ah, I'm not a historian. I don't, I don't know. Studying the girl for, for a long time. And you just be like, Hey, bring more volunteers up here. Yeah. We're doing a, a everybody wine. gets a cup. We're doing a, <laughs> we're doing a, a weird liquid from this guy's bowl tasting. Mm-hmm. It's so, like bobbing for apples. Mm, I'm tasting hints of Oak and. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's pretty cool effects though. When he like ages quickly, it kind of rivals the Raiders moment. Yeah. It's um, I the guy opens the box and the shit. technology of him um, aging rapidly is interesting because I think it's like several different models that they filmed decaying, but they overlap and do like a morph on it. So it yeah. looks like it's happening on one thing at, at a time, even though it's like several different models warping at once. It's only a model. It's only a model. Um, he chose poorly. But then they want a cup of the carpenter who doesn't choose poorly. Indiana. Yeah, they picked the cup of a carpenter. The saddest looking cup. Harrison Ford is a carpenter, so he would know. Yeah, he was like, oh, just give me a couple two by fours. And this is what I would. In the afternoon, I'd carve this out. This was my profession prior to American graffiti. I don't know why he's Bill Clinton now. Hey. <laughs> I did have sexual relations with that Nazi I lady. I did not have sexual relations with that Nazi. Oh, like, shit. We're talking about blowjobs, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, that happened. That was in Venice. Oh, that happened really, real good. Mm-hmm. Real good. 
there was time for love, Dr. Jones, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, it wasn't the saxophone solo. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this drive. Um, <laughs> so he takes the cup out. He heals his dad. It's pretty neat. Uh, I love uh, when they take off. You see the bullet rune, but Sean Connery, famously hairy man. But not around the wound. But not around the wound. Because <laughs> that was the prosthetic thing. He had to shave that off. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Um, and then... Just put some peroxide on it. <laughs> the grail cannot pass beyond the great seal. And, and Elsa's like, Indiana, let's go. I got the cup. Woo! <laughs> and he's like, no, that stop. It was really important. And pretty clear instructions. No. Uh, and she fucks everything up. The whole thing, thing starts to come apart. And yeah. all those poor Hate guys start falling into the abyss. Uh, I but, wasn't even supposed to work today. But honestly, I cried a little bit. Like, I don't think any tears fell, but I welled up. Uh, at the moment where he's, he's got Indiana over the chasm. He said, Dad, I can almost reach it. Uh, and he's like, Indiana. And I literally broke down as soon as he said it. Indiana. Let it go. Let it go. Because he's choosing his son over his Obsession. life's work at this yeah. point. You know, yeah. it's a great moment. It's beautiful. Um, and then, and the dad gets to see the night too, you know, he's, and that's <laughs> Bye. We're both old. <laughs> I feel so bad for that night. I put the the night waves. Ha ha. I just couldn't believe it. It's been a long time since I've watched this. I wrote Henry sees the night. Bye guys. <laughs> Thanks for fucking up my house. This is great. This is a great afternoon for me. <laughs> and then I'm being facetious. <laughs> uh, and we find the whole bit about Henry Jones Jr. being his real name. And Indiana was the dog's name. And then they ride off into the sunset and I were named after a dog. <laughs> a mine. A mine. And my axe. It's just a Western movie with Nazis at the end. <laughs> and the end. Yeah, in the end. That's all we needed. Yeah. And the real crusade was the friends we made along the way. It was. Thank you to uh, Aaron Armstrong. Aaron Armstrong. Who suggested this, uh, this movie. What a lovely choice and always a great time. Uh, watching the movies that you guys ask us to discuss. Thank you to all of our patrons that make this show possible. We love you so much. That's all the time we've got for right now. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things in the last episode of the week. Happy streaming. Let's go find Elsa. Oh, I'm, I'm just at the bottom of the well. <laughs> I have hurt my foot. <laughs> if someone up there could maybe an old knight. What is that from? Could. I know it does sound vaguely No, familiar. it's like a German guy. Yeah. From an old. I'm very, very. Oh, it's. Is and it. Like uh, the flames start kicking up again. I'm still alive. Oh, it's Austin Powers. It's Austin Powers. Yeah. It's, it's Will Ferrell. Like, I'm, I'm still, still alive. I'm very badly burnt. <laughs> yeah. I'm very badly burnt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>